0: You're listening to The Outspoken Bible, a podcast from Bible 2020 with Fiona Stewart, Jen Robertson and Neil Glover. Well, welcome back to the Outspoken Bible. We are talking our way through the book of Ruth and we've reached episode three. We're going to be thinking about the character of Boaz today. Uh, But uh, do make sure that you check out some of the resources that are available through SBS uh, during the month of August. Uh, We've got uh, Bible study resources, we've got resources for families, and of course, we've got our audio podcast, Where You Go. And you can find all those either via the SBS main website or through scottish.bible. I'm joined again by Neil and Jen and today we're going to shift shift gear because we've been talking about the women so far in this story and uh, now we're introduced to this third character, the character of Boaz and we're going to discuss... Uh, what his role is in this story, where he fits. Uh, last time we talked about Ruth being um, referred to as being a, a woman of worth, and I think I mentioned, I called her a woman of valour, which I think wasn't actually the, the the right description. She's described as being a woman of noble character. Um, Boaz, though, is descri- described as a man of valour. Uh, is, is that how he first reads, do you think, when you come to the story? I
1: think You're right. It's the same word. It's the same word in Hebrew. It's just, um, uh, I knew it. Knew by... you know, I knew it. <laughs> Bible, Bible translations just get upset because they think, "Oh, we can't call her a woman of valor." Well, I was getting um, confused
0: with pro- Proverbs thirty one actually because yeah, yeah. she's a woman of valor, isn't she? Isn't she it? is. It's yeah. yeah. the same mm-hmm. phrase.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the same word. Uh, yes, he is. So he comes in as a man of valor. He is the he's the Andy Murray of the story. He's the he's the one whose strength um, allows him to be strong and good around other other people. Um, he. Somebody once said to me, uh, well, said to me this week, she, she has three sons. And she said, I want to bring up my sons uh, to always um, be good at looking after the women in their lives and not to put them down. And, and we talked about Judy Murray, who must have done that. Mm-hmm. But Boaz's mother um, must have done it as well. Mm-hmm. It's Rahab, uh, the prostitute. She must have taught him. And the name he has, Boaz, which means in him is strength. Um, I always like the fact that strong people are often gentle people Mm -hmm. you know Jesus himself was gentle whereas aggressive Mm -hmm. and snarky and people who put other people down uh, are often it's a sign of insecurity and weakness within this is this is strength one of the pillars of the temple was called Boaz in him is strength as well so it was that that kind of strength he had which made the other people around him stronger and you see that in the in the way that Um, he says to his his workers and he probably knows what they're like you know don't abuse this woman here Mm -hmm. and and leave someone the ground for her there's a strength which allows other people to be stronger
2: and he shows that individual actions do matter you know Mm. there's so many things in life you could think well it won't matter if I pick up my litter that won't change the world litter problem or "It, it won't matter if I'm kind to the person in front of me in the queue but it does and because Boaz this this appears to be a community I mean it's set in the time of the judges so things are chaotic and Mm -hmm. uh, the community of God's people are not really sure what it means to be God's people but Boaz most of the time seems to be someone who is willing to make that stance and to speak out and speaking out is important there's often situations where I find myself in where people think, like, "Oh, I didn't want to say that, but actually, when you verbalize the thing, like just like you've described me, when he said to his workmen, that that made a difference." And so, individual action it does change a community, and it matters. So we should never feel, "Oh, well, it's, it's only me, so I'll just give up."
0: Yeah, that's really that's really helpful, isn't it? Because I was struck by that when you when you look at his words. I I spent a bit of time when I was writing the mm. the audio stuff, looking at the different words and how people describe God and how people describe yeah. themselves, um and. And and he does very much bring that to the to the field, doesn't he? He brings mm. that sense of blessing. You and and I don't think it's just a trite. You know, this is what we say if we meet each other. Mm. There is yeah. a sense that he brings the blessing in the presence of God, um, and and leads, I suppose, uh, the the people under his care. And how he behaves
2: as well. It's not just what he says. That lovely moment when they have their lunch together. Yeah. <laughs> I I just like that. But you know, uh, come uh, you use the come and share the the bowl, share the food. And he has that conversation with her. I presume that was quite unusual uh-huh. for the time for him to be uh-huh. doing that.
1: And, and give give her bread, yeah. Um, which which is once again the thing that the story revolves around is bread and seed. I, I like the fact that he tells a different story about Ruth. Um, we're we're broadcasting this uh, today when there's been quite a lot of uh, stories about um, immigrants, asylum seekers coming mm. across uh, the 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 British. Chat, the English, the British channel, the English channel in dinghies. And apparently, the reason for this is because of the COVID pandemic, lorries aren't coming across in the same way. Mm-hmm. So, people traffickers are finding new ways of bringing people across. But the story you tell about the people that come across is, is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, one of there's a newspaper headline today which calls this an illegal crossing. It's not an illegal crossing. If you're seeking asylum, mm-hmm. the laws of asylum are famously do not dictate where it is that you have to seek uh, asylum. That uh, it is not illegal. Uh, they are coming across to make a better life for themselves or the family, but also just to escape uh, persecution or, or horrific things in their in their homeland, and often homelands eh, of the, the, so I'm going to go and talk about this a wee bit, but there are 4,000 eh, people who have claimed asylum but travelled across eh, by dinghies eh, this year, and they come from countries which are Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, Pakistan, Palestine, Sudan, and Yemen. Almost all of those countries were countries which at one point in their history, the UK, uh Decided that we were going to run those countries. Uh, they were they were part of our of our empire. So so for us to then say you can't come here, but we felt we had the right to come and run your country, uh, it seems to be both um, just profoundly troubling. But the point being that the story that if we tell about people who come is, is that they're hordes coming, or they're invaders, or they're illegal, then inevitably, of course, we will we will want to exclude. But if we tell a story of welcome, if we tell a story of justice, if we tell a story that, that people who come into our country enrich and enliven the, the life of our country, if we tell that story, then, then we become a place of, of welcome. Boaz is one of these people who says, hmm. we look out for other people around yeah. here. Yeah. And the story that he tells of Ruth coming in and says, has it not been told to me how all you have done for your mother-in-law and how you have come under the wings of Yahweh? Yeah. to find shelter and I mm-hmm. love the fact that he tells a different story yeah. about this woman who has come in
0: and, and he is prepared to be a rule breaker so so with, with uh, it'd be good to kind of explore that a little bit wouldn't it because on one on one hand he he uh, he uh, very much obeys the rules of Leviticus 19 about about you know setting aside the area for the gleaners and and you know not picking up the grapes when you drop the grapes and all that sort of stuff he, he seems to he appears to know the the kinsman redeemer laws inside out to the point that he can run circles around the the real kinsman redeemer but does he always stick to the rules or is he making new rules
1: I think he's making new rules firstly the the rule is you're not allowed to marry a mobike so he just totally breaks that one. Mm-hmm. You know, if he'd been around in the days of Nehemiah, Nehemiah would have beat him and torn his hair out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he breaks a rule. I mean, this is an interesting thing to wrestle about. It explicitly says in Deuteronomy 23, you will not marry someone who is who is a Moabite. So this is exactly what he does. He breaks that rule. The The other rule that he does is a convention one. Is so He knows he's in a bit of trouble, that a woman has come to the threshing floor. But rather than driving her way, he says, just stay a bit longer, would you? Uh, And lie down next to me. Um, And then finally, um, biblical commentators go all over the shop with chapter four because there's two sets of rules. One is um, to do with redemption of property. And that seems to come from some of the rules to do with um, the economics of Israel, that if people had fallen into debt, then redeemers could buy back their debts and buy back their fields. But he ties it in a way which is completely... um, Nobody knows why he did this and he could just be making up the rules as he goes along. He ties this to the law of marriage, which says that if one of the brothers has died, then you have to marry the brother. And he completely, he takes this risk because he goes up to this kinsman redeemer. I mean, I think he just wants Ruth. He's not that interested in the field. He just wants (laughs) Ruth. Um, And uh, he... But he needs to make, he needs to come up with a way of artfully getting everybody to buy into this. So he gets this uh, kinsman redeemer, sits him down, he's going to take a risk. And he, and he says, listen, if you don't buy back the field, uh, then then I I will. And he says it to Mr. A, so-and-so, he doesn't deserve a name, it's called Poloni Almoni in Hebrew. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh yeah, yeah, no bother, I'll back the field, yeah, no bother. But then he comes in with this singer. he says... Uh, didn't you know though if you buy back the field you've also got to take on Ruth the Moabite and he deliberately says it at that point, Ruth the Moabite which immediately makes the guy go Jude 1 23, I can't do that and uh, I love the fact that he's just added this extra rule but nobody knows why he got away <laughs> with it but I know exactly why he's doing it, he wants to get Ruth to come and be with him and that's the point at which he outfoxes this guy he said oh no no no, I couldn't possibly take on Ruth as well, so then he takes Ruth in and everybody says what a great guy you are Boaz, how wonderful that you've done this so brilliant he's thinking to himself i've got ruth um i've made everybody think that this is an enormous act of charity that i've carried out and i've i've broken the law in deuteronomy and yet he's 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 doing it all and and more than that he's now included in the the law the genealogy of of david and later on the genealogy of jesus so he's a he's a sharp operator as boaz but he doesn't break the rules which crush people uh-huh he only breaks the rules where they seem to move against life.
2: So there's something about the, the spirit of the rule, isn't there? The, it is the reason. spirit of the rule because uh-huh. she has committed completely to God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you yes. know if that's the heart
2: yes. of the rule. Yeah, you you need to you need to build your family around God. Then he's not broken a rule.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is something I think there in what you said, Jen, about the individual making a difference within within their particular context. I, I was thinking about the fact that you know some of the patriarchy stuff is is quite difficult. I think, but he's a man who operates within the culture in which he finds himself. Yeah, in the same way that Ruth and Naomi are, are women mm-hmm. who work within the culture, and there is a bit of an encouragement there. I think when we, I, I feel at the moment, there's quite a lot of examination of how our society works nationally and globally
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and, and yes you know there are things that, that we see when we call out and we recognize as being as being wrong and we want to turn those in the head but there are also times when you need to work within the the structures mm-hmm. don't you
1: yeah you can't work outside the, tra- the the structure and you can't trash the tradition mm-hmm. and you can't trash the rules you've you've got to understand them you've got to respect them but you also i think jen you were getting it you have to understand the intention the spirit that yeah. lies beneath the rule as well mm-hmm. or the tradition
0: is it is that not easy is it not easy to be a a a changer and a and a rule breaker when you've got the power or maybe if you've got the power you need to take the responsibility
2: that's the other side of it Mm -hmm. which he was willing to do and although he has power he's not he's not a hugely significant person i I don't mean that in in power wise within the communities he's he's a farmer he's got some land Mm -hmm. and he does he steps up and he uses his power to speak in the right places, in the right Mm. way. So Ruth and Naomi couldn't have gone to the city gate, the town gates, and Mm -hmm. had that conversation. They couldn't Mm -hmm. have done it. So, yes, we could say, well, he's got the power, it's easy for him, but he uses it well. And so we need to examine, you know, where could my voice be heard? What power do I have? Whoever you are and whatever your background is and whatever your roles are in society, how can I speak well? I think... We talked way back about this at the start of this podcast about, you know, I think I've talked about social media and how we use it and um, how could we be a, a voice that's meaningful and different from the usual voices that are out there.
1: There's, there's something about power as well, that if this were only the story about Boaz acting powerfully, then, yeah, I think it would be a problem, but it's, it's not. It's also the story of, of Ruth and Naomi, and also the women of Bethlehem working in, in a way which is powerful. So there's a partnership there. Mm-hmm. There's an agency. I think if the only story you can tell about how people with power work is the kind of the male patriarchal mm-hmm. benevolent figure, then I think it's problematic. Mm-hmm. But if you tell the story of how um, women are really driving the energy of this story mm-hmm. here, uh, and it's it's Boaz comes to the party, but he only comes to the party after Ruth and Naomi have set set it in motion. That's not a mixed metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, yeah, I think you tell his story of power as part of a wider story, which is about it was the, female,
0: the risky female initiative.
2: Risky female
1: initiative.
0: There you go. There you go. We brought it back to that. I think that's, uh, again, a good place to, to draw things to a close this time. I, I would like his next episode. So, we're, we're, we're looking at a fourth character next episode who can it be? (laughs) Is it the foreman (laughs) in the field? No. Uh, We're going to think about God and the role of God um, in the book. But I I would love us to pick up what we've just been talking about in the next episode and and think a little bit about, I suppose, the placement of the book and what the book is doing in terms of subverting some of the expectations and some of the the laws. So we'll we'll maybe talk about that next time uh, when we're talking about God in the book of Ruth. Uh, But in the meantime, thank you very much to Neil and to Jen. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you when we come to our fourth and final episode on the book has a son. The Lord is still being kind We'll go back to Naomi Barlow. Where You Go, an 11 part drama from Bible 2020. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your usual podcast platforms. Where you go, a happy ever after story.